0: you do you let true green do your lawn care visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed according to the international labor organization 21 million people around the world are trafficked 1.2 million are children
1: These aren't just immigrants who broke our immigration laws. These are people who were lured here, um, you know, false promises brought here and then exploited in their victims. People who come to this country, they may want to send money back to their home to feed a grandmother. They may want to send money back home to have a child go to school. But they are vulnerable. They get exploited.
0: They are trafficked. Every 30 seconds, another person becomes a victim of human trafficking. Paul Violis is a CBS News security consultant, an accomplished author, and a renowned global security and law enforcement expert. With over 35 years of experience, he's dedicated his life to finding solutions for the problems that keep you up at night. This
1: is Security Matters with Paul Violis.
0: Welcome back to Security Matters, a CBS News Radio production. I'm Paul Violas. I want to thank everyone for hitting us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, still amazed at just how many people you know, hang on social media But because uh, I am old, so you know, I'm still learning. But the, the, the comments there are great. I want to emphasize, too. This is very much your show. Us, Everybody here at CBS News Radio want to make sure that you take ownership over this. If there are issues that are keeping you up at night, if there are things that you see that you want more information, an incident that was broadcasted on the on, on TV or radio that you would like to learn more about, this is the place that you will learn it. It is apolitical. I will stay apolitical. Fact is fat, Black is black. White is white. It's right down the middle. And that's what we're going to do here. So if there's something you want to know more about, this is the place. So let us know. Hit us up. Um, before we go into deep uh, territory, into what we're going to be talking about today, uh, we're, we're gonna, our subject today is human trafficking, sex trafficking, labor trafficking, the, tra- the trafficking of human beings, the slavery of human beings. Most people really just don't have an idea of how often this happens. I was looking at some empirical data on this. million victims of human trafficking globally is the estimation at this point. 81% of them trapped in forced labor. 25% are children. 75% women and girls. $150 billion industry worldwide. In fact, the UN Global Report on Trafficking in Persons uh, released in 2018 stated that trafficking for sexual exploitation accounted for 71%, and trafficking for forced labor accounted for 24%. Huge numbers. One of the things that really promulgated me to come and want to do this, this particular episode uh, is not just because it's imperative, and it's not just because we see this in epidemic proportions, but I don't know that, having watched a lot of what's gone on in the media over the last several years specifically the, what's been broadcasted since the the, the Kraft case in, in Palm Beach where that subject was brought up. I don't really know that the truth behind our efforts as in government and in law enforcement have really been broadcasted about the great things that we're doing there. I think a lot of people are a lot, a, a, and, and should be concerned about this, But I think once we're finished today, especially after our guest comes in and and fills us in on what's going on with this particular issue and what we're doing as as the United States government is law enforcement uh, to combat this, I think you'll have a better picture, a more accurate picture. I'm talking about the assistant special agent in charge for the Public Safety Division at Homeland Security Investigations in New York, Akil Baldwin. Akil, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, it's
0: an absolute pleasure. I'm going to jump right into this, Akil. Um, Let's benchmark this subject. You know, the terms are used quite a bit. Um, You're the best person, in my estimation, to really lay out the law on this thing. Uh, As it relates to human trafficking, sex trafficking, labor trafficking, how would you define those for our audience?
1: Sure. Um, So when you look at human trafficking, the the definition – there are a bunch of definitions that are out there, but they're they're all pretty similar. and And our definition of it is basically a form of modern day slavery that involves the use of force or coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sex act. Um, and then when you look at when you look at the definition of sex trafficking, it's it's when an adult is required to engage in commercial sex um, as a result of force, threats. Um, or fraud, or coercion, or any combination of such means. Okay, um, that's that's basically a victim of of human trafficking in the sex realm. And then when you look at labor trafficking, um, they are basically two separate types. And and one of the things that that I want to go back to is there's a lot of confusion between what human trafficking is and, and human smuggling. Okay. Um, human trafficking is always going to be exploitation-based. And when you look at human smuggling, human smuggling is, is transportation-based. So a lot of times you will have human smuggling networks and these human traffickers will work with these human smuggling networks to get individuals um, into the United States. But then when the traffickers take over to use them, whether it's for, um, for sex or for labor, it, it becomes exploitation-based. So I just wanted to, to back up and, and, and go with that. But just to get into labor trafficking, there are basically two types. And the first one is, is debt bondage. And it's, it's basically when victims fall um, debt to, to the traffickers. So if individuals were smuggled into the United States, for example, and they can't pay their smuggling fee, they may be forced to work in a restaurant or a farm and they're basically told by these traffickers, "You will not be able to leave. We're taking your passports. You can't do anything until your debt is paid." And a lot of times, the debt is never paid because it's sometimes a, a ridiculously high um, amount that they're required to pay. Right. And the and and the second um, the second form of uh, labor trafficking is is domestic servitude, and this is always a tricky one because. When you talk about coercion, um, a lot of individuals sometimes feel like they're coming into a situation where they may be getting a legitimate job, and it may be through legitimate means, but then um, they end up, uh, you know, working um, beyond like an eight-hour period. They're not paid. Uh, They're basically threatened if they were told – they're they're basically threatened if – if they if they try to leave, or they're sometimes threatened with uh, their immigration status if they came in on, on a visa or through other types of means, and um, they're they're beaten and basically just treated like. Um, you know, domestic domestic servitude is what it is. Right, it's basically exactly. a form of slavery. So um, those are basically the two um, those are the two definitions of, of labor trafficking and then of course, you know, sex trafficking is self explanatory speaking for itself.
0: Now, and that leads us right into the business model of how are these victims actually acquired, transported, sold, discarded? I mean, what's the business model behind that? And
1: and, and, so, and,
0: and in addition to that too, Akil, with the business model, who are the typical offenders?
1: So when you look at the, the business model, um it's these are these are, you know, individuals and in their organizations, but they use they can use various types of, of forms of, of force, fraud or coercion to try and control the victims, um, including the debt bondage, which I mentioned, um, fraudulent employment opportunities. Um, it could be false promises of a better life, um, or it could be just violence or or, or threats. Um, I can give you an example. Sure, um, is uh, you know one of my uh, one of my groups. Uh, you know they investigate a lot of. Um, Sex trafficking networks that that operate in, in a certain area of Mexico, and a lot of these traffickers they they recruit these women by um, talking to them um, they develop relationships romantic relationships some of the uh the victims have had children with these traffickers that they've even gone as far as marrying some of these uh these victims and then you know they're obviously coerced they've they fall in love with them and then they're smuggled into the United States where they're actually, you know, put to work and uh in a lot of brothels up and down the eastern seaboard. That's mm-hmm. that's a common example of, of how these traffickers maybe exploit these victims. One of the things that I also want to be clear about is that it's you know, trafficking it's 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 all forms and it's through all social class, socioeconomic classes. Um, it, it can happen anywhere, rich, poor, um, it, it, anywhere. Um, it's, it's something that affects everyone.
0: Would you, is it a fair statement that, cause I, I have a lot of people ask me this question. Is it a fair statement that ultra affluent people are also involved in human trafficking, human smuggling?
1: So that's the, that's the great thing about it. So traffickers can be relatives, they can be family friends, they can be gang members, they can be members of transnational criminal organizations, they can operate alone or in groups. But also um, it can occur in both legal and illegal industries, and it can also intersect with other different types of criminal activity, you know, such as narcotics trafficking, human smuggling, or money laundering. So it's just it goes across the spectrum.
0: What are the signs that this is happening? As our listeners are listening right now, what are the signs that this may be happening in their communities?
1: So there there are tons of indicators that are are out there when it comes to signs or potential indicators um, of of human trafficking or or human trafficking uh, victim. Uh, A couple of things to look for, um, just I'll I'll cover, is work and living conditions Um, is... You know, has the person been threatened with, with some type of um, removal or law enforcement action? Is, is the person unpaid or paid very little, um, paid through tips? Uh, do they owe a large amount of debt? You know, of course, when I spoke about debt bondage. Sure. Um, also, f- physical health. Um, are there signs of physical abuse, um, physical restraint, confinement, uh, or torture? Um, do they have few or no personal possessions? Um, the other thing is lack of control. Um, are they not in control? Are they not allowed to speak? Or are they not in control of their documents, such as passports? Are they not? Are they not allowed to speak? Um, it, it's things like that that those those could be indicators, and and also abnormal behavior, um, fearful, anxious, or depressed. Um, you know, fearfulness, um, avoids eye contact. Um, those could be examples of, of certain indicators that individuals may want to look for okay Um, traffic
0: what what should people do if they feel they've witnessed this and 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 akil i'll be real specific with this i was Mm -hmm. i I had some people that were sending me some messages you know relative to when they knew i was going to do this show um of course making comments about um you know we saw the craft case and the the brothels which of course it's Mm -hmm. common but even right down to like nail salons are nail salons right. possibly a place that, that this could occur at or is that a stretch?
1: No, absolutely. I mean as um human trafficking can can happen anywhere. Um it's not just like I mentioned, um, you know, sex trafficking. I mean, you know, nail salons that could be a former that could be a um that could be a, an example of, of labor trafficking. Um, you know, you never know until you actually speak to those victims, um, until you conduct the investigation to find out exactly what's behind it all.
0: So hypothetically, because it's always best when when law enforcement can be assisted by the amount of extra eyes out there. So with people yeah. listening, if they see something and they just they're, they're seeing something, they're you know what this is just wrong. You know, this mm-hmm. is just wrong. They've listened to this this broadcast. They said, you know, wait a second. That's so-and-so. That sounds just like this. What should someone do? Who do they call? Who do they contact? What do they do to report that?
1: Of course, of course, that's a, and that's a great question because we we do get that a lot with our um with, with the engagement that we have with the community. Um, there are a couple of ways. Um, you know, one way would be the National Human Trafficking Hotline, and the number is one eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. You also have um, the DHS line for the blue campaign that's one 347 2423 and the other way too is if they see it um you know go to a law enforcement official go to the local police go to the state police um you know we we have Great relationships with right. with a lot of our partners um so those are those are the ways that that we can always um say if you see something you say something these are these are the resources that you can call to to report these uh these issues and then also it's it's a good thing too to the dhs uh the dhs blue campaign um individuals can go online it's it's um it's you can just type it in, and there's a lot of information about human trafficking that's out there um, okay. that can give you information about indicators and, and what to do if you suspect human trafficking.
0: Now, Akil, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about today, and I know your time is limited, so I'll get right to this last point. Um, okay. Without compromising confidential information, which I would never expect you to, if oh, if you can, course. if you can describe what ICE... And, and the, your law enforcement partners are doing worldwide in collaboration mm-hmm. to fight this epidemic. And the reason I'm saying that is because I truly believe that we as a country, and even all listeners outside this country, need to understand the exceptional efforts that law enforcement puts in every single day to combat this issue. Now, again, right. I do not expect you to compromise anything confidential. But in a very general state, can you give a, an, just a very, very brief overview To everybody who's listening about the efforts that ICE is putting in there.
1: Sure. If you – so if you look at the mission of of Homeland Security Investigation, um, our job, our mission is to investigate transnational criminal organizations that attempt to exploit um, legitimate trade, travel, and finance. That's what we do. Um, We investigate over 400 U.S. statutes, um, and it's It's basically anything – it's basically anything going in and out of the border we investigate. So everything that we do is pretty much international um, in nature and in focus. So one of the things that, that we lead um, and we're the lead law enforcement agency in is investigating human trafficking. Um, we have 200 domestic offices and we also have 67 international offices of 50 countries. So by having this footprint, it allows us to be strategically situated to work with law enforcement partners, such as, you know, our our foreign law enforcement counterparts, non-government organizations, which we collaborate and and receive tips and um, we investigate worldwide because, and the way that we look at it, our strategy is rooted. um, It's not just you know, going after the traffickers, it's, it's prevention, which we have to educate our our partners and, and the private sector, but as well as, as law enforcement too, because we, it's, it's just a problem prevention. Um, you know, how do we prevent, um, how do we rescue these victims and prosecution and partnership and partnership to me is probably one of the most important things when it's when it comes to combating this problem because there's that saying it, it takes a village and right. human trafficking is a it's a global problem. It's not just a US problem. It's it's a problem worldwide. And we as law enforcement have to continue to, to work together to share best practices. And that's one of the good reasons why we have the overseas footprint, because we can work through our offices overseas um, in which they collaborate with um, their various law enforcement partners to, to share those best practices, to look for those trends. Um, sometimes it's not just about having that prosecution in the United States. It's about dismantling disrupting those networks and those organizations so if it's done here in the united states or if it's done in another country it's still a win at the end of the day because you are identifying prosecuting and dismantling these partnerships but then also it's about rescuing these victims um these victims that have been exploited these victims that have been abused um and and it's working in partnership with those non-government organizations to 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 rescue these individuals. And one of the things that I also want to touch on too is there is the investigative piece, but we also have uh, a very great victim assistance program, and they provide critical resources to our investigations and our prosecutions um, by basically ensuring that the victims, that human trafficking victims, are afforded the rights and have access to to various services that they are entitled to by law. And people can um, get to and, that. And inf- it helps.
0: And people can get to that information through the DHS Blue Campaign online, correct? Yes. And that's yes. DHS. A lot and, of that and that's just DHS dot org.
1: Yes, dhs.gov. And if you just dhs. type dhs. in, .gov. go into Google it, and if you type in DHS Blue Campaign, and it'll pop up.
0: That's fantastic. Akhil, I no. can't I can't thank you enough for, for taking the time to join us today. I mean, incredible information. Thank you so much for everything that you and, and everyone else at ICE and, and DHS are doing on a daily basis to keep everybody safe here in the United States, and the great collaborative effort that you're putting into on a daily basis with all our, our partners overseas. So on behalf of everybody here, at Security Matters, I want to thank you very, very much, and certainly everybody here at CBS. I want to thank you very much for everything you guys are doing.
1: No, thank you so much for having us, and um, it's it's extremely important. This is a uh, this is an important topic, and and you know, human trafficking is such a global problem. And anytime we can, you know, get the word out there about what we as law enforcement are doing to combat this problem and the partnerships that we have. Um, to combat this problem. It's, it's, it's always great to, to talk about it. So yes. thank you again for uh, for having me.
0: Enti- entirely, uh, in- entirely our pleasure, no question. You've been listening to Security Matters, CBS News Radio. We're going to take a quick break.
1: What happened to Alyssa is, I would imagine, every parent's worst nightmare. How can parents keep this from happening to their children? Recognizing
0: some signs. Are they having constant runaway episodes? That's huge maybe not once, but if they're a repeat runaway. When they return, do they have new clothing and jewelry and multiple cell phones that they can't explain? They don't have a job. New tattoos, sometimes it's the trafficker's name, sometimes it's a symbol, sometimes it's a number. we have had one number, his girls. Are they disinterested in what they normally were? Were they good in school and their grades dropped? Were they involved in sports and now they're uninterested? Any change in behavior is really the key. You know, this if if your kid is is 14 and they're hanging out with a 28-year-old male, you know, it's probably not just the older boyfriend. We are hearing from survivors who were packed inside a sweltering tractor-trailer with no air conditioning and no water. They were in this 18-wheeler as it traveled to San Antonio, Texas. One survivor linked a Mexican drug cartel to the smuggling operation. Ten, ten immigrants have died. Dozens are in the hospital today. James Bradley, the truck driver, faces charges that could result in the death penalty. Now, back to Security Matters with Paul Violas. I know about you, but I got a lot out of that. Akil is is a wonderful guy, too. I, I, it's, it's always refreshing when it also kind of dates myself back, being that I've been doing this for almost 40 years, of hearing young guys like him that are in such great positions And such critical positions, and and they're just so dedicated. Human trafficking, unfortunately, is in epidemic proportions. When we talk about human slavery, that's exactly what we're talking about. This is something that we have to put our arms around. Forty. Listen to this, 40.3 million. 40.3 million victims. Uh, It happens right in front of us. But the key thing that I ask you to take away from today is this is happening in your community. No community is exempt from this. So I ask you to remember, National Human Trafficking Hotline, if you saw any of the things that Akil was mentioning, and we will have this, uh, you know, just go to CBS Audio and look up Security Matters. It will be in Paul's notes section. But National Human Trafficking Hotline, 888-373-7888. Or you can go to dhs.gov and do it online. Or well, you can call them at 866-347-2423. You could, of course, always contact your local police. This is something that we need to do a much better job at, ladies and gentlemen. It's 2019, and we're talking about 40 million people enslaved, and that's just completely unacceptable. For more information about us, for more information about the great podcasts that CBS offers, go to cbsaudio.com slash podcast. On behalf of everybody here at Security Matters, we look forward to talking to you next week. Be safe. Be well. God bless. Thanks for listening to Security Matters with Paul Violas. The podcast is produced by Seth Nyman and CBS News Radio. For more podcasts from CBS News, visit cbsaudio.com slash podcasts.